It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com what's going on everybody welcome to episode 288 of flow wrestling radio live i'm your host christian piles joined remotely but we can say as always i'm a mainest man except that one time time. the one time you weren't one time you left and we're driving to easton but now you're back you're remote. You're on the porch. We've got Nomad and Kyle here. And big things coming up. This weekend, going to be a little slow. But coming up really soon, Beat the Streets and World Team Trials. Very exciting times. And we got some great news yesterday. Mm-hmm. Gable doubling up. Joyous news. We're going to see Gable Stevenson. If you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, or just maybe weren't on the internet last night, Gable Stevenson is going to be wrestling at the Junior and senior world team trials. Now, those are at the same time, the same place. So he's going to be doing a quasi-Adam Kuhn, except he's probably just going to tech all the juniors immediately. And it won't be yeah. that much of a physical exertion for Gable. And in one style. I mean, we, we talked about this uh, a few times in that they had, ideally they would have the, the junior and senior trials off of the same dates and... And the Open, uh, the, the national tournament, also the same dates. But then when you get to it and a guy like Gable is doing what he's doing, it really kind of rears its ugly head. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, well, not only that, you can either do you can do one of two things, I think. You can, what, what I think we agree would be the coolest and best thing, which would be move juniors off of senior weekend for both the Open and trials. But you could also do the thing that, also makes sense, which is like, let's just broaden the parameters for a special wrestle off because Spencer Lee should be able to get a special wrestle off if he doesn't make the senior world team, as should Dayton Fix. Now, Dayton already has earned that, but I think someone like Spencer should be able to make a junior world team if he can't make the senior world team. I just think you should always look to widen those parameters and give the exceptional another path to make the team. And if you're not going to do that with the timing of your trials, then you should 
make exceptions, and I know it's that's kind of against the wrestling ethos and ideal, but if you're trying to make the best world team possible, you want these juniors to be in it. If you want to make the best junior world team possible, you need to make different paths for them to be able to get in there and compete. Yeah, and I think that um, there might have been a time and place uh, for the procedures to be this way um, from a from a fan perspective. Like, I don't know, 20 years ago, I don't know if the, uh, the traction was there to have... Um, juniors and seniors separated like you know people followed the senior level and and the juniors were kind of cute okay that's great but now it's see uh, juniors are such a thing right uh people all know who the juniors are they follow the juniors it's as as uh attractive as um so much in our sport why not at this well simultaneously have another great product, another great tournament, another great weekend for people to focus their attention on while also making this process better for the athletes. Yeah, and I, I love the idea of getting our best guy as many international reps as possible. Give Spencer that opportunity. Give Dayton that opportunity. Get Gable on a world team where he's able to wrestle some foreign competition. I think that that is to the United States' benefit. So I, I'm excited that Gable's going to do it. And you think about, you know, and someone asked, does he, he doesn't get to sit out, does he? He's going to have to go through the, because I didn't know if being a ju- returning junior world champ got him any special juice, but apparently not, says Nomad. That's uh, when you said it kind of goes against the ethos. Like, it still does. Even on the senior level, people are still, people still complain about Burroughs, Gilman, mm-hmm. Gwiz, all these guys having <clears throat> the ability to sit out in, uh, you know, Final X this year, uh, World Team Trials last year. But I think... Again, to your point, like you shouldn't have to be a returning world medalist and go through the open as a junior to yeah, get, get to get the buy. I get upset with the whole they get to sit out thing. Um, they don't get to sit out. They earn the right to sit out. Uh, we want to put our best uh, team together, and some people might say, well, um, just because they were the best last year does not mean that they're best this year. Listen, they're proven performers. They have earned we, that right. Have we seen complaints about it this year? I haven't, I haven't really seen it. I mean, how can you complain? The, the I mean, yeah, sure, they, they, they sit out the entirety. But now that you don't have the one guy going through the brutal challenge tournament and then having to go two out of three with Burroughs, I, I don't think there's that, as many complaints. I think it's a little – I think it's much – not to say – to use the word fair implies it was unfair. I think it was fair, but it's fair. I don't care if it's fair or not. We're trying to put the best team together. You you win a world medal at a junior or senior level, or maybe even U23, you should be able to sit out at that level the next year. Yeah, I, and I know it, it may be just a couple exceptional guys with Dayton, Spencer, Gable, but but I think USA and maybe Coach Jackson should look at this and say, all right, let's let's make some process adjustments moving forward, so we don't have Gable, you know, trying to figure out how he's gonna how he's gonna do both. Even though I think he's gonna be able to do both just well, it's, fine. It's funny, right? Because the, the ones that are complaining, or or when you say that, oh, like all these guys are sitting out, and and part of the complaint is that it it waters it down, right? There's not there's so many guys missing from the U.S. Open, and and there's so many guys that will be missing from the um, World Team Trials in Rochester. But part of that, like, that's a great thing 
if what if we had one medalist? There'd be one guy out. We have yeah. so many guys out because we kicked ass in Lo- in Paris last year. Yeah, precisely. It's it's a it's a good thing. How about uh, Egum in that when he, when he announced that Gable's going to be doing? He left open the option that they might redshirt him. Yeah, uh, he's not going to redshirt. Right? Him. I I did not. They they well, said, listen. He said if they feel he's ready, right. give me a break. He's just that's coach speak. He he's gamesmanship, right? He's going to res. You're just. I just there's no value in being like a thousand percent definitive at that point. I mean, who knows what's what could happen right. between now and then? But he's gonna wrestle, right? Like they're not gonna. I, I mean, Coach Agum basically said it. Gable wants to. He said if he's ready, well, it would stand to reason that Gable's probably gonna be ready for Division One competition. He's he's gonna go right away. Um, he wants to. It's gonna happen. But I thought I actually thought you were gonna bring up like. Agum, I don't, I can't remember the exact quote, but he basically said he's going to smash all these he guys said, so easily. He said, "quote He's going to breeze through the competition." And like that, that's what I was going to bring up. Shots fired at the junior heavyweight field, dude. Because he said he's going to breeze through the competition so easy at juniors. He thought might as well wrestle seniors too. Except he, the only thing is that he is. He is. I know he is. It's a hundred percent true, but it's so. It's you. It's very rare, and I commend Egum for just like yeah. Let's just let's just live in reality here. He's going to smash all of these yeah. guys. There's no one that's. It's not even like. There's no one that's even like in the conversation with him, right? Right. It's it's, I mean Jordan Wood. Gannon you know, Grimmel won juniors. Gannon Grimmel right, exactly. won guys, and he beat Brandon Metz in the finals. So Metz can't start at North Dakota State, who you are proudly repping today. Um, the Bison. And- Go Bison. Here, the only thing, I mean, I'm not saying that these guys can go with Gable, but I would be mildly intrigued with a, I'm not mildly intrigued, I would be intrigued just to see where Cassiope is at, where a Mason Paris is yes. at. But, you know, now I was, I was thinking about doing some junior stuff, um, what the fields might look like, but so the, the senior fields are set, the junior fields. There are so, there are so many people that can show up. Anybody that was an All American this year at NCAA's that's still junior eligible. Anybody that placed at Fargo last year, um, that well, it's obviously junior eligible. So there's just too much to go through. Placed but at Fargo? Yeah, top, at top eight. Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> top eight junior so, Fargo. I, holy crap! I can't even start putting together hypothetical fields, um, but there there's a lot of guys that could be there. Holy smokes. Yeah, please don't. That sounds like an incredible amount of time. Um, other Minnesota notes. Dustin Schlater, no longer at the co- or at Minnesota, Minnesota Storm. Insert Trevor Brandvold, who was at Wisconsin. Um, so a little shakeup there. I really like that move. I mean, Schlater was a world team member. He's an NCAA champ. I think Minnesota Storm has needed a full-time freestyle coach. They've had, you know, they have Greco coaches. Mm-hmm. I think they've needed a full-time freestyle coach for a while. Um, not because they're doing a bad job, but just because it's it's good when you can have a guy who's full time RTC doesn't have to worry about the college guys can just worry about developing, you know, Zach Sanders and and the the college guys once they're in the freestyle season, right? Um, so I I I love it. I think it's great. They're getting a new facility. Good job, Minnesota. Good on you. Also, I was just looking at junior entries real quick. Nick Lee entered at sixty five. Ooh, I like that. And Chad Red. Oh wow, run it back. Mm-hmm. They haven't wrestled since their I state don't think final. So. I would love to see that match again. Nick Lee, Chad Red. 
Um, so who's the strength and conditioning cor- uh, coach at Iowa now? Well, are you throwing your hat in the ring or what? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I know mean, you just moved, but. I, I know. I, Iowa City's nice. I can see myself settling down there. I, I wonder if they're just going to move someone from the club over. I don't know. Is I, I feel like I don't know this, but I feel like the strength and conditioning coach is not. Well, I guess Rutt did have his degree. I don't know what they're doing, basically. I have no idea. Rutt was rare in that he actually had uh, background, like, right in strength and conditioning. Yeah, like, the one before was Luke Lofthouse, I'm pretty sure. Right. It's normally just another yes, guy. It's another coach. Jared, Jared yeah. Freyer was in that role for a while, wasn't Jared he? Jared Freyer. Yeah. Right. Jared, come on. As opposed you, to, like— You were throwing throws. You are showing throws. Yeah. Dietitian, <laughs> you know, kinesiology, like, all that, all, all those different— degree pass you can take that could actually lead you to become a strength conditioning coach. Yeah, That's not normally the case in wrestling. That's more so the case in, like, football and those sports. Right. So, no, I don't know what they're doing there, Willie. In other NCAA news, Justin Oliver and Mason Smith both have their homes. They're leaving Central Michigan. Um, essentially, I don't want to say gutting them, but, man, that really hurts. So both those guys are, you know, Mason Smith, one Midlands. Oliver's an All-American. Now they're both gone. Smith going to Arizona State. Justin Oliver to NC State, which is a nice stopgap for them for one year. Uh, so NC State, maybe not going to be a one-off uh, or potential to go back-to-back on the podium. Um, Going to have a really high-quality team next year. Well, and with Central Michigan, they also had Brent Fleetwood transfer last year. So they've yeah. had three guy, like three quality guys transfer. And Keener. And Keener. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Keener. So four yeah, quality guys the, transfer in two years. What's the scuttlebutt there? I... I Basically, uh, I don't. I forget if it was Justin. I think it was Mason. Or no, it was Justin. It was that was Justin. just like, just not like knockdown dragouts with the coaching staff, but just basically not seeing eye to eye on the training, how they were trained. I always thought that Borelli did a pretty, pretty dang good job up there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he's what what they've done at Central Michigan. I mean, that they had a team. Shoot, it must have been 2008, 2009 or so. That was yeah. fire. But mm-hmm. it's been kind of uh, asserted that a lot of their success or that Casey Cunningham was instrumental there. And Who was that? Was that Sentes and Miller? and Sentes, Miller, Ben Bennett. Ben Bennett. Draw Trice. Steve Brown. Um, Steve, Brown wow. yeah. Steve Brown got famous when he like didn't get majored by Metcalf when that was like a major accomplishment that, and he ended up all American. Interestingly, he's the guy that Burroughs was wrestling when he <laughs> tore his ACL. Just about to say, that's what I know him for. Yeah. Yeah. So regardless, central Michigan, they, they had seen better days and they've been kind of falling off towards NCAAs and the guys are kind of like raising their hands, like what's going on here. Um, so that's the, that's what the athletes are saying. But to as for uh, Oliver at NC State, I really like that. I was talking to um, Hayden at the Open, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you talk to guys, you can you can tell when they're being like genuine or not genuine. And when you hear Hayden talk about the coaching staff, like Pat Pop, Adam Hall, Obi, all those guys, he's like, "Yeah, Tariq Wilson wasn't a fluke. Like we're gonna have two more of those guys next year." Who yeah. okay they're kind of and then bam they're all Americans like they they just they trust so hard which yeah. is half the battle you trust in your training it's half the battle trust the process 
You know what's interesting is that, Christian, kind of a perfect segue, you talk about Central Michigan having solid years and then um, at the end maybe not achieving what they should achieve or what you expect them to achieve. Um, to a certain extent, I feel like NC State was that way. Not, not totally that way, but um, really solid seasons, but maybe not. You know, we, we all remember the Tommy Gantz that come in as a two seed and then take seventh. And um, I was talking to Mike Machiavello right before the finals last year, and I said, you know, how's things been going? Obviously, <laughs> you're in the finals, so that's pretty good. Uh, but, but he acknowledged, like, he acknowledged, like, um, yeah, the coaching staff really wanted to make adjustments in our postseason run, um, as opposed to the as you know previous years. And this year, they really did do well um, at NCAA. So those adjustments must have worked. Now they add Justin Oliver to the lineup, and uh, the recruiting class is fire. It's probably going to be around fifth. I'm ex- I'm excited for your recruiting class rankings, Willie. Yeah, NC State doing great things. And plus, they always have that element. Now, we'll see. Beasley's gone. Beasley was so instrumental in, in recruiting there. But I feel like, you know, Coach Papalizio and, and company are going to continue to keep recruiting. But it seemed like they found those gyms, right? They're um, another one. You know, they bring in guys. They bring in, like, 12 guys every year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they all go there, man. They bring in a lot of talent. Yeah, well, that, that's going to be the thing with them, right? Is is they're kind of, I guess, playing Moneyball, mm-hmm. where they're not necessarily bringing in guys ranked number one, but can you get? I mean, can you get the kind well, of they miles do every now and then? Right, Hayden. Hayden. Nick Greenan was ranked, I think, yes. number one when he went there. Trent has been ranked number one before. But can you get those kind of miles out of? Can you get Machiavelli like Miles out of yeah. six, seven, eight guys repeatedly? Because if you can, then yeah, they're gonna be on the podium forever. Yeah. I mean, Tariq, Kevin Jack. I mean, these are you know, Kevin Jack was ranked maybe 14th at his weight class. You know, uh, Tariq, same thing. So they're, yeah, they're doing a good job with blue chippers and also the non-blue chippers. Yeah. NC State doing a great job there. Um, also, really cool. They sent Beasley. A team trophy. That was. Did you see yeah. that, Willie? I saw. That's great. Yeah, because um, he obviously such a big part in getting them to that that point. So really cool. Class act, Pat Popolizio and company there. That says a lot about Pat Pop. Yeah. Like, start to finish. Uh, but you talk about Mason Smith. That feels a big need for Arizona State. Well, they didn't. They didn't have a. That was one of the weights they didn't qualify this year for NCAA's. Yeah, I know. Um, but now they have, I don't know. They're 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 saying like it's gonna be a real competition for who, who gets the spot there at forty one. But it seems like Mason, yeah, that- D- yeah, Navante, um, Villarreal, and him. I mean, I, th- I think Mason's the best, best of that bunch for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it feels a feels a real hole. But you know the the lightweight production at Arizona State has been not good for a long time. So maybe he's a shot in the arm that they're they're going to need, but they have struggled. You have Courtney coming in next year at 25. Well, Milhoff still has a year left. Right. Milhoff still has a year left, and they don't have uh, – Allie's gone, so they don't have a starter remaining at 33. I don't think either of them are terribly big. 
No, I don't know. It could Courtney, go up to 33. I think Courtney and Milhoff are both 25s. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have a good 25 sitting on the bench. Can you get well, Dem- Demison down to 33? We talk about, I mean, we talk about this forever, but Zahid moving up. Would it behoove them? I mean, just to get the talent in the lineup for everybody to move up. Um, a Shields to a 65, a Maruka to a 57, and get somebody else in the lineup? I feel like that gets both of those guys out of where they should be. I think yeah. Maruka should be at 49, Shields should be at 57. I don't see either of those guys as the weight above. I mean, I think they'd be okay, but Shields is great at 57, in my opinion. I don't I don't know if he has the size. He's a, he's a brawler. I mean... You want to be going up against uh, uh, the Marinellis and the 65 is a brutal weight class. I think 57's yeah. right on for him. And I, I think he does move up, but not for that reason. I think he moves up because, you know, he wants to make the Olympic team in 2020 and he knows he's got to start growing his body and going up to 184 is the, the way to do that. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I just wanted to throw out that scenario. Um, I think, you know, as much as we love seeing – uh, Surtis redemption story. You also had to feel for Baruka, who I thought was a real AA threat. For and, sure. And he's going to be back at 49. I think 49 is perfect for him, too. Yeah. And also probably means that Ja'Cory team are red shirts. Unless he goes which... 74. Is he moving up? <laughs> Fulfilling the Nomad prophecy. Yes. I'm very excited to talk about him because Willie came out of this final big board, so I'm, me and him are going to talk about that tomorrow on Who's Number One on the Show. So can't wait to talk about that. Sounds saucy. So Pan Am's <laughs> happened. Pan Am's happened. Uh, America won, as we tend to do at the Pan American level. Uh, a couple of takeaways. One, Gilman, his match, uh, Nomad, I'm sure you guys you guys all watched it, um, lost to Ortega, U23 champion. And to me, I, I really I didn't want to do this, but I really had issues with how that match was officiated. I thought... Initially, the initial caution in one was egregious for, I guess, for physicality or clubbing or whatever. So they, they give him that one. And then the worst call of all was the slip throw. When Gilman had Ortega in an over-under body lock and was pressuring in, and the guy fires off a headlock, turns down, should have been two for Gilman, and they call the slip. To, to me, that, that changed the match. And then Gilman implemented bad tactics by not just turning down when the guy got to rear standing and ended up getting forward. Um, I, I, so turn down, turn down. <laughs> Thomas Gilman doesn't turn. Thomas Gilman does turn down. Stubborn, but, stubborn. I think, but I think Gilman <laughs> would have turned down if, uh, you know, if he had not been given the point for physical or for whatever it was, and then been given the takedown for the slip. I think that's a different match. So, Really, at this point, you just kind of want to see where the guys stack up against each other, and you want to see how they look for worlds, right? Gilman can beat Ortega. That's not a guy that we're like, oh crap. He's a guy that's like, okay, that's a really tough match. It's also, it's also not a guy that you say, um, man, Gilman was second in the world last year, and now he gets beat at Pan Am's. He's good. This hap- yeah. Also, that hap- It just it happens all the time at the international level. Like, it's just not even uncommon for world champions and world finalists to, to go down. I mean, Aliyev lost to Steber, and on and on. Tobier beat Aliyev. And then Aliyev beats, um, what's his Blaise face? Blaze Cabell. Blaze Cabell beat... Blaze Cabell pinned Gadisov. He pinned him. 
He pin slayed. That was that was amazing. So yeah, it happens, guys. It's it's not a. There's no cause for alarm. So I have a little different take, and this is because I'm gonna uh, write an article today um, about kind of my takeaways from Pan Ams. But while the refing probably wasn't great, and for people that watched it, like um, especially like saw some of the, the Canadians that were like these refs are terrible, um, which is gonna happen in Pan Ams as compared to Euros. Yeah. But um, Gilman. While we might not like it, Gilman does put himself in danger because he does club really hard, and it would suck if he got hit with it at Worlds, but he might get hit with that again at Worlds just because that's his nature, and it's going to suck. Also, he's vulnerable because he doesn't move his feet a whole lot. Like, Ortega wrestled Joey Dance at Cerro Pilato in February. Mm-hmm. Looked much better against him because he moves around a lot, end up pinning him. Um, so I th- that's, for me, like, I take it as... Um, Gilman is kind of regressing to the mean a little bit. You know, it's it's a classic. We've seen Americans over and over and over again. Their best performance is the first time in Worlds. I don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case at Gilman, for Gilman, but we've seen it before. Who have we seen they, that with? Ed Ruth, Jake Herbert. Ed Ruth? Well, he only made – his first, I'm saying first year out is your best year, and then people get tape on you, and you regress to the mean. Well, okay. I don't, think Ed, I don't think Ed Ruth is the example. First of all, he made – he only made one world team. So yes, no, and it was his so first have, year out. Yes, yeah, so Jake no, Herbert's best year is his first year out. I think there's way, way more. Exa- I mean, I I just don't I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, how can you compare Ed to international competition? We only made one world team. Basically, he Jake Herbert um, got bigger and stronger and beat him. We've had this right? conversation before about guys who their best year is the first year out. I think we could go down the line, and that's that's probably not true. But um, I didn't know you had a take such as that for me to combat it. But yeah. I think there's plenty of examples where that's not the case. That sounds well, like an article idea. Talking about making adjustments, can we see or will we see um, Gilman Ortega round two at Beat the Streets? No. No? I don't think so. I don't think Gilman's going at all, actually. Are those lineups getting finalized today? I think in like 35 minutes they'll come out. I'm I'm hoping that would be ideal. That would be ideal. I do I do believe we will have um, Salas Snyder, which to me is really interesting. Part of me is like Snyder's just gonna beat the life out of him and just tech him 10-0. But maybe before that happens, we'll have some really exciting exchanges where Snyder gets on the leg and we get to see some freaky Salas scrambles because he's one of the best. Scrambler, far ankle guys in the world. And um, I think that's a unique challenge for Snyder that we haven't... I don't think we've seen him wrestle a guy quite like that, have we? No, and Salas is incredibly difficult to take down. I mean, if you remember his Olympic bronze match with Jaden, that too was dicey that they that they gave Jaden. Mm-hmm. And no matter oh what, no, whether it was two or not, it was hard-earned. Yeah. You're never going to get an easy takedown Salas. You will never, ever, ever get an easy takedown Salas. He lived on, on his legs. Yeah. He just couldn't finish. Yeah, pardon me. I, I feel like that Salas may be no more. Oh, I mean, he lost he, to... He looks... He, he does not look to be in particularly good shape right now. He lost to... Mm-hmm. I forget if it was Hayden Ty Zilmer Walls. or Ty Walls. Yeah, Ty, Ty Walls. Walls. He got teched by Ty Walls. Oh, boy. All right, so that's... that's um. All right, never mind. I'm not excited anymore. That was at 92. <laughs> cancel, that, cancel that match. Wasn't yeah. That? Yeah, I think so. No, no, no. Oh, no. yeah, it's still 97. Sorry. Hey, where's Bond? Yawas. 
Did he find? Did he retire? He's old. I need him in my life. We yeah. He was made he for New York Sarah. City. He he. What you call it? He wrestled not long ago. He wrestled at Sarah Pilato. Yeah. He beat Corey Brewer. Cody. Cody his name's Cody. Corey yeah. Brewer is a small forward for the. <laughs> I actually well, know the difference. I hope. I don't think he retired. I want to keep saying him. Yeah, I know. Do you know that Toby is like thirty-four? Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. We need to talk about Toby Air. That was another one. Like, it depends on how you look at it. Logie came back because he's Logie and he has that ability. I mean, we saw it the whole time he won Budapest, but it's also like he got horsed around for the first four and a half minutes of that match. Yes, he did. Yeah, hey, I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, there's a good point too. Are we seeing the two day weigh ins? Are we are we seeing some death cams based on that? I mean, Tobier, um, who uh, there was a couple at Euros that just gassed. Beck Bulatov. Beck Bulatov. Oh my! Listen, all right, we have to talk about this. Splattered. Well, I want to come back to Panthers for a second. I do too. Yeah. I definitely do too. But while we're talking about the death cams, um, Beck Bulatov was the guy that was like. I don't know why Snyder lifts hard and trains, uh, lifts all these weights and works out so much, and all you care about is being in shape. He was up like 7-0 or 5-0, and with like a minute to go, completely melted down and lost to Aliyev. Like, how is that not like a wake-up call, smack yourself in the face? You've never made a world team, Bekbulatov. Like, if you got in shape, you probably would, and you could probably win worlds, but you're, you're kind of like... Sort of kind of backhand complimenting Snyder by talking about all you worry about is bench press. Like, you're not in shape. You could not wrestle six minutes. Yeah, if you missed his quote, it was, I don't understand. I never I never lift weights. I don't understand why, why Kyle Snyder spends so much time lifting weights. For me, wrestling is an art, and, and I'm always um, physically weaker than my opponents. Um, Congrats, a, Picasso. You're just laying there. Yeah. You, you blew the match. Well, congrats. You, you, just got, you just got spent. Yeah, just literally, just a half hour on an airdyne would probably do wonders. Just just <laughs> get your cardio up. I thought that was unbelievable. I mean, he's he's obviously really good. How many times have he won your Egan? Four? Mm, that sounds about right. Three or four. Okay. Because he's because he's been their Euro rep multiple times, which is normally the Regan rep, but they never sent him to Worlds. Now, the one year he kind of got screwed against Romanov, but they made the right call because Romanov then smashed through oh the Oh, my Worlds. gosh. Romanov went nuclear. Yeah. At the, was this the Olympic year? I think so. It was it was 4-4. I think Sitcom has a the, – there's a picture where the clock is clearly out, and they're like, two. Six minutes is very uh, – we talk – Yes. About how long six minutes is, is not. 558, 602, depending if you're Valiev wrestling Ooh. Korea in the world championships. Son of a gun. Happens the, all the time in as, basketball. As Nanad said, it's just, you know, I was talking, it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, this is just, just uh, cost of doing business. Classic. Um, but for Pan Ams, one more thing, um, or I don't know, maybe you'll keep going. But uh, Tori Blanca Caralta. So I don't think he can win worlds. No. I don't think I think he can definitely medal. Yeah. More than anything, I just don't want David to have to wrestle him. I'm because that is a tough match for David. And it's we've seen it twice now. The more he wrestles him, the more I'm like, he's fine. Um this guy ha- has maybe no offense. He might have none. I, I know that guys like super defensive masters give David fits, right? Like um 
Dake. Uh, you could say Jaden, right? Uh, I, I'm not worried about this guy. He has, he has no leg attacks that I've seen, right? This guy, he was getting smashed. Did you see his match against Sabalos at Cerro Pilato? No. He was he was up eight or nine, or he was down eight or nine oh and just hit like maybe one of the worst headlocks just, ever and just pinned him. But I, I just I feel like as David gets more accustomed to wrestling him, I think he's gonna be fine. I do agree. I mean, I guess in an ideal world he wouldn't hit him at any point because there's probably only a handful of guys that keep David under ten points, right? Right. And he's clearly one of them. So for that reason, yeah, but I feel like it's always going to be matches like that, like he had it, uh, had at Pan Am's, where it's close, but the guy is going to need a way to score late, and I don't think he's going to have it. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really encouraged to see David beat him like that again, and to win not like video game score matches. Um, I, I thought it was a great match, and I feel I feel really good about David. And I agree that he could probably medal, but I think he has. So many limitations offensively that it's gonna be tough for him to be at the top. Does, does Cuba, does Cuba at this point in time, do you just slap that label on them like they're they're defensive, right? They're counter wrestlers. Yeah, I mean even Chimizo. Cuban leg defense might be the best in the world, but Cuban leg attack offense, very average. Yeah. Well, and, and oftentimes non-existent or. Not very often. I mean, Bond has his like dump, his like crazy fireman's carry that's like mutant level strength. Like no one can even you can't even teach that. Um, Ortega has a really nice single. Mm-hmm. He his limp arm is absolutely it's so fast, incredible. It makes it look like the wizard is not even there. Like I don't even know. Mike Mike should do like a behind the dirt on. It's crazy if if you get a chance to watch um, Ortega's match against Gilman. He gets on a single, and it's the most casual and, like, violent-looking limp arm out of the single and just finishes no problem. It's really impressive. So I do think generally, yeah, they're they're defense first in Cuba, but it works for him. Somebody on Instagram said that Gilman just needs to switch his lead leg. Oh. <laughs> when he wrestles Ortega. I, I don't know if that's true. i got to go back and watch some more Ortega film, but I feel like he can go – Either leg, but I, I'll go back. Gilman can single both ways. I'm talking Ortega. Oh yeah. Or he said Ortega can only shoot to one leg. Got to switch your lead, lead leg. I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, I have a feeling he could get the other leg if he needed yes. to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting back to to Taylor for a second, wrapping that up. Um, yeah, I mean, so he was down 4-0 against uh, Carlto Uregan, and he was. It was two two uh, with him here. I can't remember if he was leading on criteria. Or he not. was okay. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, he he can beat Carolta. It's just always going to have to be a battle. Like, I don't think he's ever going to beat him eight to one. No, it's just going to be too hard. But but there's also like maybe that's good for David because then the rest of Euros he looked or excuse me the rest of Uregan going back to January he looked amazing. Yeah, I think against guys he can get in those like it just exchanges with like the more exchanges David is in the better it is for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Guys where they're just tough to get to, he was like could very rarely get to his pick. Uh, or also, that guy wasn't getting on his legs, right? Like, yeah. Torrey Blanc is not going to shoot at all. So it's like you're just like avoiding his wheelhouse altogether, whereas the Russians will kind of mix it up and let you in. And he's just – he has a lot of ways to torture people. <laughs> and um, if, if there's – you're on his leg or he's on yours, there's a 
good chance he's scoring nine times out of ten. So that's why I think he matches up great with the Europeans. Um, it's going to be Torblanca and Yazdana Chirati who are going to control where the match is. They're not going to attack legs. Those are going to be his toughest matches by far. Yeah. And, I mean, also going back to the, the FRL we did last week, I mean, all the matches that we circled happen. We wrestled Cuba mm-hmm. in, in every – Cuba only sent guys at the Olympic weights because they're trying to qualify for Pan Am Games, which most of the South American countries – or most of the non-North American countries did. Um, and we went 3-3, three and three, but, you know, Lopez Ascui beat Nazar, who's not our not, starter. Um, Salas beat Gadsden, who's not our starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then – Ortega. And then Ortega – I think – I, obviously, I think Gilman can be the guy again. I think um, Spencer could possibly beat him, or maybe Dayton, or maybe Tony. But um, <laughs> or Pirelli. Yeah, but I, I I do think we are Pan Am's exposed a little bit, but not falling off a cliff, the, jumping the, off a cliff. The ebbs and flows with Logan Steber these last couple months is unbelievable. I don't I. We have never seen this level. Logan has just always been really good. Mm-hmm. He's always only ever been really good. And he would have a, a Dardanes match where it was close. Or he even actually lost to Chris at that one point. And he kind of should have lost to Nick his senior year. But by and large, he's always pretty good, right? I mean, I, I can't understand. World Cup, he loses to the Japanese guy and then beats Aliyev. And then he goes to the U.S. Open. And he loses to Ironman, which is totally surprising. And then a week later, he, he's beating Tobier, who is legit. I, I don't know what to make of this. Is it is it the 61-65 thing? Is it the fact that he's vegan now? I, I, don't, I don't know. Have we he talked – have we ever t- – I don't know if we've ever talked about the fact that Logan Steber does not eat meat anymore. He doesn't eat meat. Apparently. And, and I'm – maybe this is a reach here. It's like – Come on, Willie, it's not because he's vegan that he's up and down. But at the same time, at the same time that he's been cut, become a little bit inconsistent, um, he's also changed weight classes and changed his diet. Right. So I don't Does anyone know the exact – it would be interesting to know. I guess we could ask him. I don't think it's like a secret that he's, that he's vegan now or at least a vegetarian. Like, I wonder when that started. Like, when he, like, all right, I'm going to make this change. Uh, right, did he have, like, a bad weight cut and was like, I got to change how I eat? And it went kind of, I mean, not drastic, but it, it, it went all the way to vegan. I bet he didn't, I bet he didn't make, I have, again, we're just speculating. I bet, I don't think, I feel like this is not a decision he made, like, with athletic consideration. I think he's, like, principled and, like, thinks it's a healthier way to live. And well, that, correct me if I'm and that wrong, there are ways you can be successful and be there are successful vegan yeah. athletes. Like it's not his like his wife. His wife is an athlete who's vegan, right? I know his or wife was like a cross country runner. I don't know if she was uh, vegan or not. But yeah, you. I mean, you could assume that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. It part of it is just you know it could be just like adjusting to a new weight class or any number of things, but. When you change, when you have a drastic, and we, what we know about nutrition and how like important it is in wrestling, you can't help but wonder if that is something that could be contributing to like up and down, or maybe he's just. And how about this? He is older than 
he's between me and you, Bracky, right? So he's like 26. Yeah. He's been wrestling probably oh my 22 gosh. years. Yeah. And is it just maybe sometimes you've been wrestling that long, you just you just have a bad day or a couple bad days? Yeah. Yeah. And no. it's just like I'm tired. But but once you know when when the time comes and you know World Team Child's Final X Worlds, he'll be ready again. Or is it, you know, I've been wrestling twenty two years. I'm I'm tired. I don't. Right. Does he not like it as much anymore? I that's that's probably harsh to say, and probably not true, honestly. But it comes in. You start thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. It's a long time to be wrestling, cutting weight, getting in battles, and Logan's never really been terribly hurt a lot. Is and, he is he hurt? And also. He's a world champion. He's a four-time NCAA champion. Yeah, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of done it, right? Yeah, kind of been like, there, done that. It's like, uh, short of winning the Olympics, it's like, man, there's, it's just maybe it's, th- that has to be in your mind, right? Like, obviously, none of us were elite athletes. Uh, Speak for yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't can't help but wonder. You, you have all that success. Are you thinking? I, I've also. Uh, th- this is kind of what I've come back to lately is uh, we play Madden and NBA 2K, right? And and these guys are like, well, hold on, let me finish. Right. Here we go. The video game, so on a video game, right, Tom Brady is always a 10, right? LeBron James is always a 10, 100% mm-hmm. of the time. Sometimes athletes, though, aren't like video games. Like, they'll have a bad weight cut or they'll get in a fight with their best friend or their girlfriend or their parents and, or they'll, they won't sleep right because they had to fly to Peru. Like, Sometimes guys just aren't always where they need to be, and when the margins are that close on the senior level, that can add up. Yeah, for sure. Just like 2K. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Anyway, I hope Logan kicks ass because he always has, and he's fun to watch. He's very fun. More, more Pan Am stuff. I don't, I don't have a lot else other than Ben Provisor um, did the classic double up. Ben Provisor is my hero this weekend. And finished higher in freestyle than he did in Greco. Well, I think... I was thinking about this. I'm curious what you guys think. I believe that... Um, Children are the future. <laughs> I do. I do. I truly <laughs> believe that. And I also believe that the transition... You can make the transition from Greco to freestyle a lot easier than freestyle to Greco. Because... And maybe that's wrong. But I'm not saying you can go and like win worlds. But I think to do what Provisor did is a lot... If you've been training Greco, you can go and do... Freestyle, because you can control where the match is happening. You can control the hand fight. You're really the really good parterre already. The really good short offense, and if you can move the guy around, we see it. I mean, we see it with Cuba. We see with a lot of these. There's a lot of wrestlers on the freestyle level that kind of win with some Greco-esque tactics, where they're not attacking the legs as much. I mean, Yazdana Chirati, he's reluctant to to attack the legs. So I, I think yeah. we should get Pete the Street should get uh, um, the Armenian to wrestle Kyle. See how that goes. Alexanian? Oh my goodness. Oh, yes. Who's the guy that did the helicopter? Oh, uh, Artunian. Yes. That guy's I want electric that. factory. I want I want Kyle to wrestle him. I, Kyle, Kyle, do you accept? You want me to wrestle him? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Kyle Snyder. <laughs> no, I want you. I mean you. I'm also going to say this at the uh, likely expense of pissing off every Greco person in the world. Nice. Pan Am Greco is harder than Pan Am Freestyle. Like it's well, just how how I wanted to bring that up too. It, like it, what, it's just when a fact. did when did Pan Ams become 
when did South America become decent in Greco? I mean, when Iran got involved. What? <laughs> when Iran, Iran got involved, I'm serious. When Iran got Iran like four years ago started putting time and money and effort and resources into South American Greco, particularly Venezuela. They did. Yes. That's news to me. Uh, Read a book a sometime. That's a fact. <laughs> you didn't but, know that, Willie? Come on, everyone. That I ri- that you've I been talking. Classic Iran Venezuela connection. Eating Colombia with Greco resources? No, I did not know that. Uh, but. I mean, is it that Pan Am, is it that South America is getting good at Greco, or is it that um, America's just not there? Because well, we didn't have great results. I also had a second point to make, which is... Are so, you going to answer Well, no. I mean, Amer- of course America's not there in Greco. We, won, we scored one point in Worlds last year. But the second point is, if you look at the brackets, if you look at the brackets of Pan Am's, and you look at non-American weights, for all three styles, non-American weights basically did round robins. And that's because this was a qualifier for the Pan Am Games. Now, in America, we might not care about the Pan Am Games, but in Peru, in Cuba, in all these places, in Venezuela, the Pan Am Games are awesome, and they love them, and they go crazy for them because that's how they get money from their government. And so Provisor won a non-Olympic weight in freestyle and uh, got bronze and didn't qualify for Pan Am Games in Olympic weight in Greco. So he did worse in a tougher weight. And congrats to him. He beat the crap at everybody in freestyle. I just, I don't think it was as tough as a, fi- a field. I would love to see him, or I'd love to see him have done 86, right? Joe Rao won 86 at Bill Farrell, beat Nick Reenan, who got third at the Open. So I'm all for Greco guys doing freestyle. Hayden Zilmer made the national team last year. Enoch Francois came back. It. Quit covering up. We know you're I'm anti. just saying there, there was... Ever since Iran got involved, there's some no shades bad. of great to that. Yeah. All right. Oh, but congrats, Ben Provisor. I think it was a Iran Contra scandal that turned actually, everything around. It really did. It was, it was huge. Okay. <sighs> a lot of Pan Am talk. I was thinking about a fun segment here. Our buddy Kyle Brackey is getting married soon. Yes. Okay. And I was thinking we should give him marital advice. But then I was like, oh, should God. we? No, I was like, no, just Nomad should. Uh, just me? Yes. <laughs> I want to oh know <laughs> what marital advice you – because if you ask me, it's cliche. I'll give all the cliche answers. Everyone's be like, oh, wow, that's great. This is enlightening. I, we have no idea what Nomad's going to say. Ever. So <laughs> <laughs> Ever. You never know when a 2K or Iran-Contra reference is coming. So I, <laughs> if you need a couple minutes, Nomad, we can move on to something else. But I do want you to counsel Kyle Brackey, your good friend, and um, set him up for the next stage of his life. Well, I think uh, – I can't remember if it was Tom or Terry in the Terry film. <laughs> yes. Great start. But they, you, they talked about the right woman. Mm. Right, and it, the key is the right woman. Bracky needs to find the right woman for himself, and I think he has. Okay, and I think he that's has. the secret. I think I, I agree with that. Just... That's not really advice, though. That's just like that's, that's just, just like, like confirming. It's advice yeah. for the world. It's advice for the world. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Find that, the right like, woman. Like that guy that always messages messages us and asks uh, for Maybe. dating advice, Brad. Oh my gosh, Brad C. Brad C. Word, but not that <laughs> C. Not that one. It's Willie, another one. Don't say it. I'm not gonna say that it. That was for you, Brad C. <laughs> Brad, Brad C. Brad Clit. No, no. gosh <laughs> darn it. That might not be his real name. He's just getting us to say his <laughs> last name. 
Oh, that's oh. not his real name. But, it never crossed uh, my mind. It's not? Yeah, Jake Ag... I mean, shocker, right? But apparently Jake Agwitch is the kid. He's from Iowa. His last name's probably like Smith. Walleye. <laughs> Walleye. You're just falling no. for it. Hey, but this is a perfect segue, though. Maybe just for <laughs> a limited time series. Um, because Allison Schwab and... and, and um, she wants to come on and do a segment. But maybe she marital advice to Brad. Oh, that would be good. That'd be kind of touching. Well... <laughs> What if you? What if Olivia had seven sets of twins? Who did? Right after, Olivia. What if she did after talking to Allison? Oh my gosh! Well, they have one set of twins. The brothers are not twins. They're like they're a, not twins. No, no, they're, they're like just close. In a age. year apart. Yeah. Well, they look exactly alike. Willie, you're having a a poor network connection, by the way. So if we don't talk to you for a little bit, that's why. Yeah, I think, uh, so yeah, th- why don't we get to the questions, because that was one of them. Allison Schwab, wife of Doug Schwab, asked, why isn't there flow story time with the wives? Hypothesize, Nomad Kyle, which, which wife probably has, I think, Al- Allison Schwab, we've give, get, got a picture into her life with the basement battles. We know that it's, there, there's a lot of stories, but which, which wife would you like to have a, a conversation with the Man. most? Allison Schwab's definitely top of the list. Yeah. That'd be a good one. It's like, it's, in my experience, it is so rare to find a, uh, it's so rare to find a, a woman who, like, fosters that, like, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're gonna you figure that out, bud. You gotta, like, get better here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they're, 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 the, you gotta turn off the nurturing a little bit and let the basement battle play itself out. Mm-hmm. She's great at that. Yeah. Um, I feel like, about John Smith's wife. Yes. <sighs> what is that like? Just like everything, you know, from him training. How long have they to been like? To, like, was they, were they together during his? Uh, I don't. I, I don't so. know the marital history of John Smith, unfortunately. Me either. I can tell you a lot about his <laughs> wrestling career, but I'm not sure how long he's been married. But yeah, like how? Uh, what's he like as a dad? Well, we assume it's got to be at least twenty years, right? JoJo. His name yeah. is Joseph. His name is Joseph. We yeah. should ask Joseph. What about, about that sometime? What about Coleman Scott's wife? She's a real humdinger. Ooh. <laughs> Coleman Scott's wife. Je- yeah, Jessica, she is um she's fiery. Absolutely. She's she she would take over the show though. She's delivered some special messages to me in the past, but we've uh we've gotten through it. As has Coleman. She would be barking orders at us and we'd be just doing it because <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, she, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Do you remember what um, it was my first year at Flow Willie? Do you remember what Coleman Scott said to you at Fargo that one time when they had the wrestle off there? <laughs> no. You don't remember that. I do remember something, but I don't remember what he said. So I think that he, I think that they might have not liked you for a while. That that is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. I I picked Reese Humphrey to beat him, and uh, he beat Reese, and he said. He walked by you and he said, I don't want to swear, but... Swear. I'll, qu- I'll quote. It's a quote, right? So I'm off the hook. He said, tell your boy to shove his preview up his ass. <laughs> it's so funny. That was awesome. I kind of love when wrestlers do that. I do, too. That's like, how Chris Pendleton and I... He DM'd me so mad when I picked Ed Ruth to beat Clayton Foster. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Chris Pendleton hates me so much. <laughs> We've never even <laughs> talked before. He's just like ripping me. Into it. Now it's now it's all good. 
So it's like you it's were, almost you, like a uh, it's it like starts the first the relationship. It starts the relationship. Yeah. They hate you, and then you're not a jerk to them back, and then it's like okay from that. Yeah, in my experience, it just opens a dialogue, mm. right? Where you're like, "Hey, man, I didn't pick your guy because the previous three tournaments you wrestled, and he didn't place." Well, well you're trying to. It's it's always a funny thing because guys say no love or oh oh okay, you're not picking me to win. And but you're trying to use the data that you have, the expertise that you have. I remember one time, Christian, you talk about Chip Ness of all people. Uh, one time at Super 32, in a preview, I wrote that uh, he's really talented, and I think he might be the best guy here. But I don't know that I don't know that he has the grit to go through such a deep bracket, one good great match after another. And and he went on and he won it, and or he was in the finals. And his coach or his dad or his mom or something said that he printed it off and pasted it through his door. There you go. <laughs> Inspiring the people. That's great, Willie. All right, more questions. Um, I know Chimizo lost a match, says Brad, Bradley Qual- Caldwell, but after last weekend, do you agree with Nomad, rarely, that at his best he can beat JB? He has got to be the slickest man on the planet. Well, I don't think he's the slickest man on the planet. And can beat JB? Okay, sure, can. Um, yeah, maybe 10 times out of 100. Perhaps I give him that, but no, I'm, I'm not gonna pick him to beat Jordan Burroughs. And yeah, he just lost to Dimitras. Give me a break. I don't think you need to pick him. I just think you need to acknowledge that Chimiza. Like it was, it was so clear. It was so clear that he cared way more about the Sabalov match than Dimitras match. But then it's also like, dude, like he was getting pushed out, and he's just pointing at the clock. It's like, dude, there's there's still time on the yeah, clock. Yeah, you're you're showing everyone you gotta, that there's time on the clock. You gotta you gotta keep wrestling there, bud. Um but yeah, but it's it, it's hot and cold with him. But the hot is Listen Fire Flames. I've given four fifty one. I've given Chimizo credit for years. He's my favorite he's my favorite non American wrestler, mm, maybe ever. But there's just there's reality, right? There's Jordan Burroughs. Okay, this is a really interesting question from Tanner Lefevre. 20 seconds on the clock, and you need a takedown. Who is your surest college folk and international freestyle bets, respectively? So there's 20 seconds. You get, the freestyle one is easy because we've seen him do it a thousand times. It's Jordan Ernest Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the most clutch guy I've ever seen in my life in terms of wrestling. I've never seen anything like it. How many times <laughs> has he done it against the best on the planet? So that's a simple one. If you don't watch the the Olympic, his Olympic title, like once a month, because uh, well, that that that's what I think of when I think of that question. Blowing, he blows through the Iranian Gadarzi. Well, I mean, wins a gold medal. Uh, maybe not twenty seconds, but at Worlds last year, he was trailing in almost like every match. Yeah, a minute to go, needs a takedown. He gets it. Finds ways to score. Score late this year at NCAA's. It was Yanni. I was gonna say Yanni. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I was it's, gonna say Yanni too. But when does that dude never too. come up when he needed to? Seriously, going all the way back to his first Cadet Worlds. Yeah, I think that that was gonna be like. I feel like he had those clutch moments. There's like, you don't want to say like Zane or Nolf because it's like they're just never in that situation where it's like. Oh, Zane's got to go get a takedown. So you don't. He really... was losing three matches in a row in the third period with under a minute to go. To yeah. quality, quality to guys. To a two-time national champ, a two-time All-American, and a two-time finalist. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 it's funny that we all reached that conclusion. 
but I think it's the right one. I think that's like the money guy right now. Um, well, do- it's 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 tough because they're not they're never in that situation. Zane's never in that situation. Let's let's put a let's put a hypothetical out there like this. Uh, Yanni's the first guy that comes to our mind because he did it in several rounds. Um, but let's put a hypothetical like this. Somebody is in the center of the mat with mm-hmm. a one-point lead, and you have all the NCAA guys on the side of the mat. You are the coach. You have to send one guy out there to get a takedown in 20 seconds. Who do you pick? Do you, no, do you, pick, do you pick Yanni over Nolf? Do you pick Yanni over Zane? No, I'll, I'll, well, Zane, we'll t- let's take the seniors out. I w- I'd say I'd say Nolf. I would, too. A guy can score so many ways, and you just – Feel like he can score at will too, whenever he wants to. He's got 500 different takedowns he can hit, upper body, leg attacks, both sides. Um, I, I think it would be, I think it would be him. Bo Nickel. What about if you're? No, taking- I would not say Bo. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't. Say I, th- I think. You- I think the contrary has happened. In, uh, I mean, I don't know. What about Spencer? He he couldn't get a takedown against. Nate Jackson, the time he lost when he needed one, he couldn't take down Miles uh, the two times that he lost to him late in the match. Yeah, so. I don't know. You're, it's nitpicking for sure with yeah. Bo, but I just yeah. don't. I don't think that's. I don't know. I, I think when he's got a, gosh, I'm sorry. Every time I touch this cable, <laughs> like everything almost short circuits. Um, yeah, I just think. Although we've seen him come from behind against Miles too at that. That duel at the BJC yeah. Center. I guess the 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 yeah, where I'm I'm going against on the feet as opposed to just like I don't know. I'm not picking against Bo anymore. Ever. Well Maybe yeah. Folk. Stupid. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Okay. So that's our answers. Well wait, would you take Spencer? I would certainly consider him. Yeah, I would consider him. I mean I Yanni, Nolf, and Spencer probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, all right. Speaking of Spencer Lee, thank you to Spencer Lee for yeah. asking a question. What's the rule on changing countries, and what is your personal opinion on it? So, for the rule, what do you mean? Why do you make that face? You said speaking of Spencer Lee, and then did a transfer question. He asked. He the asked question. this question. Oh, Spencer asked this question. Yeah. Oh, hey, Spencer. Sometime. Yeah, so we have a doc where uh, you, you're actually shared on it, and oh. you can look at it and then know things before the show. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks for watching, Spencer. He's actually been typing in it the whole hour. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. So that was Spencer Lee's question. He's a three-time world champion, and he wants to know, what is the rule on changing countries? Nomad, you could probably um, speak to that succinctly. Yes, okay, so <laughs> basically succinctly, you can transfer one time. So if... What's your heritage, Christian? Ah, uh, Eng- <laughs> English. Okay, so let's say Christian wanted to wrestle for England because his grandfather is from England. I probably could. Right. So, uh, how difficult is it to prove that though? Like, how di- if I? I mean, you see, like, Jadziev go to Poland. Alex <laughs> Alex Dolly's granddad or great granddad was born on a boat outside Ellis Island, so he could compete for Ireland. Like it's. For some of the countries, I think it's not hard at all. So that that's part of it is is there is um, there's like an ancestry aspect, and then there's just like a training aspect, which is what Kudi Magomedov did, right? Who is a, a Russian eighty six kilo um, coaches Dagestani, 
But basically, you can transfer countries one time. You have to pay. This is where it gets annoying. It's baking into this more. But you have to pay the previous country. So, like, England would have to pay America for Christian services. Mm-hmm. And they have to pay UWW, which is a whole nother thing that's stupid. They gotta um, get their cut. But basically, you can transfer one time. So, like, Stefan Micic is now, for all intents and purposes, he's, he's uh, Serbian. Serbian. He, has he can left never us. come back. Right. He can never come back. So, that's the rule. Basically, you can do it and one time. And does... The, the countries have to agree to it, right? Like, um, no, no, no. You can't just say you can't just say, "All right, I'm for Japan now." Right. If they don't agree, then there's a two year waiting period. And then you can still do if it. If they do agree, it's you 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 file paperwork in December and you can wrestle for them in January. Well, okay. So, can you just say I want to wrestle for this country and Japan can be like, no, and then I just wait two years and then I can. Yes. No. Yes. I cannot wrestle for Japan under any circumstances. Well, no, you won't well, make the team. Saying, you but... don't, you don't have to make <laughs> I'll make the team. <laughs> you don't have to make the team. And also there's a the caveat in there that a nation can only take one per age group per year. Correct. So they may not take me. Right. But like Vietnam might. Yeah. They need bodies. <sighs> I, I really don't think that's the rule, Nomad. I really I, don't think you can't just say, all right, in two I'm years. I'm going to trust Nomad on this one. In two years, okay, I could wrestle for Iran or Iraq. They just assume that the feud will be over in two years. Give give your opinion on on uh, if they're good or not, and I'm going to pull this rule up if I can. Okay, so here's my personal opinion on it. I thought about this a lot. Spencer, you made me think. I'm okay with it because the senior level – the, the only way to find out who is the best in the world is to go to international competition. And I don't like the idea of, while it sounds great that some of the best guys in the world can't make teams and stuff and that like just makes the trials that much more important in countries like Russia, I like the idea of let's have the biggest, toughest bracket possible and let's see which guys are the best. And I'm all for – t- to me – the guys like Habit, the guys like Michich, um, the the bevy of Russian transfers, those are those are great, right? I think they add to the sport. I think they make it a little more healthy. Now, while there's a part of me that's like, well, in a perfect world, it would be great if the country you lived in and that like you truly represent, like Stefan Michich is an American, um, David Habit is an American. They I don't know if David Habit has like ever even been to Slovenia, right? Like, but he represents them. So to me, that yeah, that's like a little different, right? It's like, well, that's not really where you're from. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, for wrestling purposes, I think it makes that product better. So I'm all for it. Transfer right, away. Here's where I'm at. You, it gives people the opportunity to, to make world teams. Um, you know, two years ago, Kudya Megamedov was considered – he was ranked number one in the country for a long time, but he was behind Sedgelayev. So he goes to Italy. Um, I mean, great. That's, that's more talent. That's more talent in a, uh, in a world bracket or more talent in a European bracket. And it also – by Italy wanting these guys or whatever nation it may be, it gives them more of a flag – a plant in the ground. They put more resources around them. They're represented. It, it, it's better for the world. It's better for the world sport. Now, um, to that, somebody, and I was saying that on Twitter, and 
somebody responded with, well, wrestling's stupid because they should just, essentially they should allow you to double entry. But I don't think that, I don't think that that's best for the sport at this time. I mean, how are you, first of all, how are you going to allow, what's the cutoff there? Is Russia going to be allowed to send seven guys? How, what's the qualifying procedure? Um, how many do you get in? And then, and then what? What if Russia sweeps, or the United States for that matter, or uh, sweeps the medal stand, sweeps the podium? How good is that for fostering a global sport? Um, maybe in theory, and the guy cited uh, tennis, and you know, you know, Serena plays Venus in the World Finals, and uh, okay, great. But we're not tennis, and the dynamics are different, and the money is not there. Um, Let's get to a place where the world is a, a lot of different nations are represented before we start talking about having a world tournament that's just dominated by two countries. Yeah, I agree. I am 150,000% all in on international transfers. Uh, I'm going to go back to AP Euro class in high school. Nationalism is stupid. Nationalism is stupid. We learned it in the freaking 1800s. They're artificial lines. They don't matter, okay? Here's the thing. Are you not proud to be an American? Yeah, of course I'm proud to be an American. Of course I'm proud to be an American. But just because I was born 50 feet differently than some other person doesn't mean I should get a whole bunch of different things in there. You brag about being from Maryland all the time. Yeah, Maryland's awesome. But if I was born in Pennsylvania, I was born in Pennsylvania. I'd love Pennsylvania too. Nationalism is stupid. You're still having a way to Hold on, let me finish, So. If another country, I, I look at it like this, another country wanting to pay for your services for sports is just like another business wanting to pay for you. If, if you work for IBM and Microsoft comes and says, hey, you can do the same thing and make more money and, and, and be the number one guy on the totem pole instead of being the number two, you take it because that's what you do. You do what is best for your family. You do what is best for, for yourself. So if Kudy Magomedov is never going to start for Russia and Italy's like, hey, man, we're going to pay you more and you can start, awesome, cool, who cares? Flag doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Go USA. No, too late. You can't say that now. You can't, no, no, but but you seriously, lost, though, it's, you lost your American privilege. It, it is so dumb to be. I think it's dumb, 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 dumb to be against it. Like, just go where the money is. Go where you're gonna start. And again, it's it's the more guys that and, and girls, right? Girls transfer too. That that are earning the pool. Awesome. And I don't think that we should double enter because I I don't really have a good reason for it. Other than I I just think that's how wrestling should be. High school, college, international, you should get one representative at a weight per squad. That's it. And if you want to go wrestle for another country because they're going to pay you more or whatever, I mean, or it's a better life for you. We could potentially double the, the rig matches if we had two Russians. Yeah. In. Right. So that would be interesting. Hey, you guys interested in hearing the United States beat the streets lineup? Oh, I absolutely I'm so am, interested. Kyle Brecky. 57 kilos, Josh Rodriguez. Interesting. Curveball. 70 kilos, James Green. Love it. 79, Kyle Dake. 92, Jaden Cox. 97, Kyle Snyder, Kyle Snyder. Heavyweight, Nick Wisnowski. Nice. Plus, we already have Jordan Burroughs is in and Jordan Oliver. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle Dake, we kind of knew because he's, he'd been posting, um, he's been posting about Beat the Streets, right? His shoes, and then the Rikio did the, the awesome edit. He's wrestling uh, Lopez Escui. Yeah. I'm Have they ever wrestled? No. I feel like that guy just loses to Americans. At a, <laughs> like, it's basically, it's like, we always say, man, he's got all these medals, blah, 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 and then David Taylor smashes him, and then Jordan Burroughs smashes him, and now Kyle Day gets to smash him. Yeah. But he does have world medals. Also, he's very good. Toby Air's out. 
Oh. Franklin, Marin, Castillo, and... Right. Marin Castillo, yeah, he's one that's kind of been around for a while. He's tough. He's really hard. So that's who Jay... James Green. James Green will wrestle. Okay. Tori Blanca versus Cox. Interesting, right? We, we spent a whole, I don't know, eight, ten that's minutes talking about him. That's going to be extremely low score. Taylor. Yeah. That's going to be a tough match for Jaden. Mm-hmm. Very interested to see. Maybe uh, perhaps the uh, bright lights of New York City will evoke some sort of so is So Josh Rodriguez isn't qualified for World Team Trials, is he? Correct. Dang. Probably the best guy to not qualified 57 maybe any weight but definitely 57 wait josh rodriguez is not qualified correct who did he lose to on the backside? talk amongst Hang yourselves on. talk okay. amongst yourselves i got i'm already in okay look at well him. he had he had like the closest match with tony he had he had a good u23 trials where he lost to dayton got mm-hmm. third there had a good ukraine where he got fifth mm-hmm. right as willie said had a uh, loss to tony on i believe it's all shot clock points it yeah. was. That was a dicey match. That was very dicey. But then I don't I don't know who he lost to in the backside. Yeah, so the, the tricky thing is you have to have someone that's either not in World Team Trials or in Final X, which all the other Americans wrestling are in Final X or Jordan suspended or um, Josh Rod, who, like, did not qualify. Right. And so I, I don't know if – I'm maybe going – He lost to Pirelli. Pirelli! Because Pirelli got upset by Skylar Petri. Yeah. This is all Skylar Petrie's fault. <laughs> well, actually, no. We should be thanking him because now we have yeah. we have Josh Rod at, at Beat the Streets, and who is he gonna wrestle? Ortega. Oh, that'll <laughs> be interesting. Yeah. So he, I don't know if Gilman. I don't know. Maybe didn't want to wrestle because they just wrestled or what. But yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> right. But I mean, so we we haven't seen. Um, Gilman well, seems like ever like Beat the Streets is like amazing. And awesome, but I feel like Gilman's like one of those guys, like the frills of New York City. I feel like that doesn't do it for him, right? Right, he could like care less. Yeah, he's like, I don't. I'm just gonna stay <laughs> home and train, right? I feel like he is the most likely American representative to be like, you know, okay, cool, but no, no thanks. Beat the streets, it's great, but yeah, okay. yeah, I'm with you. That's a good lineup though. And then the the three women's matches are, are uh, gonna be great. Helen Decaroye, awesome. Who you like great. in that one? Because Helen versus Adekaroye is, is extremely interesting. Adekaroye has got amazing offense, really nice mm-hmm. double leg. Her, yeah, obviously her her length is incredible. And, and she's – so Brock Height was on – shout out Brock Height. He's been on the Adekaroye train for years. For years. So she's only he been wrestling her. probably – He's kind of in love with her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. He loves her. <laughs> she's only wrestling like six or seven years, so she's finally coming into, into her own. Um, I'm kind of surprised – I don't think there would be the same weight at Worlds. They could be. I, I, it's kind of a nice thing about worlds. All the women's weights are like so close together. You can kind of like it, move it's, things. It's much around. easier to make super matches in in women. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for yeah. this one. I think there's gonna be there, there's always the chance that Helen just 10 0s her because she's the best it's woman incredible. walking the planet right yeah. now. But if it's if they're on a comparable tier, it's gonna be a very very exciting match. A few more questions before we depart. Um, Hunter Gamble, shout out to Hunter Gamble. Love this guy. Who has a better shot at an Olympic title in 2020? It's a great question. Chimizo at 74 or Aliyev at 65? Actually, I think this is an easy question, but I'm curious what Willie thinks. Aliyev. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's no Burroughs at 65. No, Burroughs isn't wrestling 65. Unless he does. 
You know, you can't roll it out and drop it down. Hey, I've got more breaking news for us. Oh my gosh, Kyle won't stop. Courtesy of Mike Mao. Oh, Austin Schaefer is going to the Oklahoma RTC. Wow, they are loading up. Scooped them. So they're getting all the Cowboys. Dang. So they've got Austin Schaefer, Oklahoma State. They've got Anthony Colico, Oklahoma State, and Dean Heil, Oklahoma State. NATO, supposedly apparently going there. And maybe one more. Oh, we'll go on. Alan Waters, potentially. Oh. Maybe. He'll be like their 61? Yeah. That's going to be a squad. Mm-hmm. And Schaefer, I'm kind of surprised. Schaefer was, he seemed to really enjoy New York RTC. Well, now, I think I don't know if he was getting like much funding or anything. Well, that that's that's always the thing, right? He's an if, Oklahoma if kid, too. Yeah. So he's sure. from Oklahoma. He's Apparently, he's going out with Magaldo's sister. They're still <laughs> over there. I don't know. Maybe that factors in. Oh, How can you we speculate? That, but sometimes that factors that in. You want to be with you want to be with your lady friend. Does she <laughs> live, go to Oklahoma State? McGaldo's from like Jersey. Yeah, I don't know, probably. Uh, oh, God. I, we're really gonna end with McGaldo's sister. That <laughs> well, Hold on. Let's. Uh, we, we need we one can... more question. I can't. I can't. How about all right? Let's. Somebody asked how Nomad feels about open face sandwiches. No, Are no, they no, 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 no. is great. No, there's there's good questions. Odds of Gable Stevenson getting redemption against Kuhn if he makes it to Final X. Well, that's, he won't have to make it to Final X to see him. Easy win for Kuhn, or does Stevenson get it done? Um, oh, yeah, and this guy does ask for Nomad's thoughts on open face sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I like the first question better. I do think there are adjustments that Gable can make to make it so he doesn't get text. However, I think it's a brutal matchup. And it will still be brutal next week in Rochester. Yeah, that's why I like the open face sandwich question better. I just think <laughs> that Gable is at a Gable just needs time. Coon's a horse. He's been rest, you know, he wrestled Kyle Snyder a bunch of times. He, you know, Man, I, Jake Farner. He's beating these horses. Gable's Gable's a first year junior. Yeah. Okay. okay. Last question. Then we will for real go. Nate Brown, NCAA finals for Lehigh. Between Moise Schramm, DeSanto, Oliver, Mason Smith, Store, how many total AAs next year? So that's like all these transfers. Half, m- many of them are returning AAs. Three of them. How many? I will say. Mm, I will say three of those six. I'll say Moise, DeSanto. It's gonna be tough for Store. Yeah. Storm and Smith, you figure maybe one of them. And then I'll say Oliver. Three. Three. I don't think Tram does, but you can't rule it out because he's done it before. So I say three. Two. I say three as well. Two for me. Two for Nomad. We will definitely remember this question in like a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one is going <laughs> to be. We're going to be talking about this one. Um, we'll try to remember. Nate, remember this question. Remember that Nomad went contrarian and went low. Okay. It's time to go. It's 9.13. we got to get these Beat the Street lineups posted so you can see those. Stay tuned to FRL. We should be... We can begin the outro music because it's... It's now long time to go. What do you have, Willie? Me and Nomad and the wonderful Andrew Spey on Who's Number One the Show talking about the top 100 uh, senior big board. And then I think Thursday, uh, recruiting class rankings will come out. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that on FRL on Thursday. We'll probably talk about that next week on Who's Number One the show as well before we go to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. After the show on Thursday, I got to go see a couple of our women's world teams.
Cadet and Juniors. That's right. Women's Nationals this weekend. That's always fun. Get to see, uh, you know, Grace Figueroa et al., Michaela Beck, all those all those young ladies. So that'll be cool. Ron Heaton. Ron Heaton, yep. Michaela Beck is jacked. She, uh, she is like the biggest, maybe like the biggest guns in uh, women's wrestling. Her right father now. swears she does not, she does not lift like that, that much. Yeah, that um, much. You had that. You started. Yeah, that it. much. Yeah. All right. He's, she's like, hey, no, he, he can't lift. Or she can't lift. I don't believe it. That girl lives in the gym. Yeah. She's a very, very strong person. All right. So on Michaela Beck and um, Open Face Sandwiches, we'll let you guys go. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you to Asics for your support of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We'll be back. Thursday. Can't wait for it. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next next time, guys.